0: do it again. Alright, welcome back. We are here. We're back. At week, no, episode six. Oh, this is Dude, we're moving six. forward. We've been doing this for a month and a half. Wow. We have ten it's, views. It's real. Okay. Ten, <laughs> ten, ten views. We're yes, going. in the last six weeks. Alright, so we are here back at Concord High School. Yeah. Steve, what's the last week
1: look like for us? Last week, uh, the Concord High School Marching Minutemen are in full-scale band camp mode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if you recall, two weeks ago, we were in freshman camp for half days. Last week, we did Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. And this week is Monday through Thursday, 8 to 4. 8 Excuse me, 8.30. Did you hear that?
0: There's
1: somebody else in the room. 8.30 to 4. Well, I wondered why I got there so early. But anyway, so 830 to 4, tomorrow, fun day, work day, but fun day. We do um, color, color wash with the kids, and they always dress up with their section colors. We usually have a sweet treat at lunch. And then the Concord Township Fire Department comes by with their tanker truck and has it out on the athletic field, and kids get to play in the spring. Yes. Right? And it's been very it hot is. here in Elkhart. I know not as hot as Texas, but it's been very warm. So it's usually a fun way to end a lot of activity for the kids. Yeah. So if you want
0: to try playing like ultimate frisbee on the Concord tiny football field, to- tomorrow is not the day. Tomorrow's in the afternoon, probably, no, no it's
1: going to be a slip and slide right, down there. Right. So, yeah. so it is. Uh, we're in the middle of camp, and we have one more day left. And today is a very exciting day. Why is it, Steve? Because that third voice that you just heard a little, little oh, bit—well, that was real. That was, in that my was head. a real <laughs> voice that was not on the podcast. Back waves, and this chair is squeaky. <laughs> okay, so um, we have our first guest today. First guest. Our first guest is Mr. Scott Spradling, who is the—he <laughs> just waved. He's at waved. The, he waved. He waved to the microphone, or it could <laughs> be—it's it on could, the real. There we reel. go. Okay. Scott Spradling, Mr. Spradling, or Scott Spradling, or we call him Scott. We call him Scott. Kids call him Mr. Spradling, right? And he is at the Concord Community Schools the director of music. And at Concord, our system is K through 12. So he is the administrator through to help coordinate music programs grades K through 12, and specifically with the instrumental programs six through 12 and oversees vocal as well and just our whole whole department and so he's been a friend and colleague for us for many years but is also
0: the director of bands excuse me i didn't
1: finish this yeah so so it's kind of
0: a two-part job administrative and then also director of bands overseeing the band program and and he's the one on the top of the tower starting on rehearsal for
1: marching band and for the marching minute man and helps coordinate things uh we can kind of get into that too maybe Mm -hmm. about job description a little bit but just overseeing the staff and overseeing the overall function of moving the the ship around Mm -hmm. right And then um so he happens to also be one of your former teachers
0: he was my former teacher i had scott as a sixth grade beginning band student back in the day Mm -hmm. and then came to the high school and right around that time scott took over as the director of music at the high school and then i came I went away for four years college, turned back around, and then Scott is now my boss. So we did the little little Concord boomerang there, right? That's pretty right? cool, so, yeah. There you
1: go. So we'd like to introduce to the CHOPS podcast, Mr. Scott Spradlin. Scott, it's good to have you. Thank you, it's good to be here. Thank you very much. He is wearing his uh, Walt Disney World, Woo. and today was Disney Day at mm-hmm. Concord, and uh, he's sporting it. Right. The uh, Mickey Mouse shirt. So um, we'd like to give the audience a, a chance uh, to know Scott, so we're going to give Scott a little bit of speaking time here, okay? To go back into your music past and maybe your just early dealings with getting into band and maybe about your journey as a musician, and then most importantly, as a teacher. Yep, well, I started out in um, a
2: really good high school bo- program and you know, back in uh, a long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> At Winchester, that was, that was smooth. Yeah, that was smooth. Winchester, Indiana, which is uh, if you ever look up the history of high school bands yeah. in the state of Indiana, Winchester is a was has been a powerhouse at various capacities. Used to be in field show, now they are in track show mostly. Right. But I just had an incredible experience. It was kind of my whole family was invested mm-hmm. in the Winchester band. My brother was in band, who's older than I was in band. My mom and dad were band moms and band dads. So. It just became a community thing that we were just a part of. That's what you did at Winchester. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had it was such an incredible experience that I went to college and I even tried to not be a band director. <laughs> and then I ended up being a band director just because. <laughs> we must be right. Well, yeah. this, should, this
0: should feel familiar to you, right? Because you yes. were uh, doing the
2: television. Tele- tele- I was radio and television, right? But then I realized that, um, you know, that had different requirements. And to me, it was like. For me band and music was such a a part of me that it was kind of like i breathed and ate and slept that music and it was just such a part of me that i eventually just figured out well this is what i have to do and uh i was uh playing in all kinds of ensembles while i was in college went to Ball state university uh marched drum corps for three years taught a drum corps for another year and so obviously i was in it completely and loved every second of it, and realized mm-hmm. what a huge part of my life mm-hmm. it had become. And then I was fortunate. I Then as soon as I graduated college, I got a job at Jay County, which was more of a tracks uh, band school. Which was Out- a pretty
1: big program at that Big program right.
2: and outstanding yeah. band in its own right. And um, it was interesting because back in those days, you know, bands were run very militarily. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of, Yes, sir, no sir. all this stuff, and I got to Jay County and I ran into a band director there who's I was assistant to him named David Humbert and he was funny and he was like <laughs> funny with the kids and then I realized, oh you can be uh, you can achieve things and get achieve oh. excellence but also enjoy each other's company and so he was kind of like my first exposure to that I mean, and cool. then after a year um. Winchester, the, the director at Winchester at the time, which was a different director, contacted me and asked me to uh, uh, apply for the an assistant job at my old school, which was yeah. odd. Because, you know, Mr. Hinkle will tell you there, Jack will tell you that it's weird when you start working with people that you used to be a student there. Yeah. And then that's kind of interesting. But anyway, so I taught at Winchester for four years um, and really enjoyed that and then it just so happened that my former band director from Winchester uh, took a job up here at Concord and he asked me to come up and become an assistant director at Concord mostly because he just said you know he wanted someone that is used to a more uh, ambitious music program which is what Concord is and so he asked me to come up here and I came up here and I've been. At concord for 35 years this is my 35th year at just, enough. Just, just enough mm-hmm. just right. enough that's right yeah
1: and um so and when you came here you were first you did um half days like junior high sixth yep. seventh, and eighth grade yes director of bands for the junior high and then came over helped, here and mm-hmm. helped with the brass obviously and just the whole managed the junior high program yep and had a lot of success and then when things got shuffled around here and you've been the director of band since
2: 2010 2010 and basically you know i kind of like learned the program learned how it worked tried to get connected with the community which i think is important and then when the position opened up for director of music um, i still sort of had to apply for it it wasn't like it was just handed to me but i felt like i was qualified because i had seen the program all through things and Saw the inner workings of it, and so when the it still a, was a very intimidating position. But, sure. Uh, you know, I've been here since 2010, and my philosophy has always just been that we're very fortunate to have a good music program here, and I just have to make sure I don't mess it up. That's kind of my, <laughs> that's like always been my philosophy: is don't mess it up. That's right, and hire good people like there you, you two. There you go. Perfect.
1: Okay, well, we'll see you next week. Okay, see ya. Thanks, everybody. Good night.
2: There you go.
0: Um, No, that's perfect. So you gave us, like, a really good in-depth look at kind of what your life was looking like um, in a professional sense. And, you know, we both have worked with you um, for quite some time now. And we wanted to talk this week kind of like about one of your um, staples in terms of your teaching and your philosophy with the kids is their effort. And you have you'll say many times that all we ask is that you give us your best Mm -hmm. and if you do that we'll take you the rest of the way there Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so maybe you could curious kind of how that like came to be like in your in your philosophy like where along the way you you came with up with that and maybe you could kind of give us some some inner looks at that
2: well i would say it started out with just my own um philosophy as a teacher where um I've just always thought, you know, there's way better teachers than me out there. There's way, there's tons of incredible educators in the world. We have great educators here at Concord in all areas of our school. And I guess I just felt like I can't really control um, the level that I just am a natural teacher. What I can control is my effort. Mm -hmm. And so I've always, it started out with just sort of like trying to, I guess be successful as a band director Mm -hmm. and it was you know i want to give as much effort as i possibly can so at least i know that i've done everything i can and i can't like look back at it and go i probably should have spent more time doing this or doing that and so that's kind of just how my philosophy started out and then as time went on and i started you know teaching kids then i started just thinking the same thing that all we really ask of them is their maximum effort which they may not always know what that is, but I just want them to keep striving for that. And if they keep striving for that uh, maximum effort, kind of following the procedures that we've laid in front of them, that they will be successful. And we've found out many times that the kids have given their best and then give even more when they didn't think they could because they yeah. once they kind of get into the habit of giving that best effort, then that will continue to, to develop and sort of blossom and mushroom out. Away, away
1: from their music life. Yeah.
2: Away from their music life, right. So, you know, I've said many times that whatever they end up doing in their life, I want them to be the best at it. And to sort of give you an example, uh, <laughs> two years ago, you know where I'm going here. Two years ago, I had a, a, the most uh, horrific accident that I've ever been, which was something stupid. I fell in our orchestra pit. It was pitch black, and I walked across the stage a thousand times, and I just sort of just assumed everything was there. So I broke, and I, I fell over, and I broke my leg really bad. I mean, everything else about me I mostly was okay. We think. We think. We're still around. We're still testing yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, I believe there are some cognitive <laughs> concerns, but I broke my leg. And the interesting thing was uh, there were. it took six paramedics
1: to get me out of the Okay, if you're not watching the video, Scott is not a super large person. Like, you know, he's average size, right? So it was tight quarters. It was very tight Right? And it needed a specific crew.
2: Yes, to get me out. And the the main paramedic that was taking care of me and bringing me out happened to be (laughs) one of my trumpet players that I had in band. Which, you know, once we got past the embarrassment of him seeing his band director... (laughs) capacity yes. <laughs> leg pointing the wrong direction uh sorry jack wait this guy's this guy's
0: like an adult now right he's, not, he's an adult no, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like a sixth grader
2: and these sixth graders were dragging me no we're really short staffed yeah in the elk well <laughs> the medical profession is struggling for so ever since covid okay ever since covid okay. <laughs> But no, so, but he, he is an adult and he was just part of the crew okay. that took me out of yeah. there and he did an incredible job, which is, which was like perfect because yes. that, that is what I'd always told the kids. I said, whether, whatever you do in life, please promise me that you'll be the best at it or you'll be striving to be the mm-hmm. best,
1: you know, whether you're my paramedic or my surgeon. Right. You often remind the kids of that, yeah, like yes, someday, yeah. if, if. I want you to expect your best because if I'm on the surgical table and mm. you come out and go, "No, where's the scout?" Like, you yes, it's true? exactly. It's so exact
2: words. Who that would actually.
1: And it actually <laughs> was
2: like you know, it was life imitating art, which was that I had said that, and then here's this paramedic bringing me out. That was one of my trumpet players who just happened to have he had awesome effort his whole time through school right. sure and so i was he did his job well he did his job well and he
1: got you to the next step of care right Seriously. and i think
2: too what that does right. is that connects what we do in band and music it connects it to everything and so right. they can't just say well i'm not going to be a professional musician someday right. and i'm like no but someday you're going to be a good something and we mm. want
1: you to approach it that way now all yeah. right when you, I had never heard you talk about, I'm glad that you asked Jack, Jack, yeah, Scott about how he got into that or like where he picked that up. And you said that it started kind of bubbling within yourself mm-hmm. as a lifestyle or as a um, um, job attribute that mm-hmm. you were going to be the best teacher you could and you could control your effort. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of like process that and then it's kind of reflected back to the kids right, say, and I think that's that's pretty well,
2: it comes from within, and I think you know if you're going to be a a good a successful teacher, you have to put the effort mm-hmm. behind on it, and you know possibly I don't sometimes have not considered myself to be really that great of a director, that's just mm-hmm. within, okay, mm-hmm. and I decide to counter that by you know being as prepared yeah. as I possibly can, and being ready for
1: any kind of anything i might face within the day so right well i think and that's that's great in itself to be able to tell the kids and to help show the kids hey, here's an example not Mm -hmm. like i'm the only example but you know being prepared for things Mm -hmm. and being prepared for for plans or for you know planning purposes short-term and long-term and Mm -hmm. you know giving them a structure to be in
0: and i think the fascinating thing is too we didn't prep scott for this but our tagline is is, this is for anyone from a band director to a seventh grade science teacher. I mean, that's kind of what we're shooting for. And you have not really talked about notes and rhythms at all in this whole conversation. So it's, and it's twofold that it's for your students, but it's also for you.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: that the idea is that if we teach you to give your best effort, you realize that you are nowhere close near your best effort and you can give so much more. Mm-hmm. And we're teaching kids mm-hmm. that you can keep pushing and pushing and give get more and more out of yourself. Right. And that's I mean, that's so liberating as a sure. as a student but also as a teacher and the fact that it works both ways. That's right. that's great.
2: Well, and I think too, you almost forget what it's like whether you're trying or not trying, like, you know, somebody can say, well, I wasn't really trying on that one. You know, you just kind of erase that where it just becomes, I'm always trying and I'm always giving my best and there's no longer a fluctuation. It's just, you're always trying to do the best you can. It may not work out. You may come out of it and go, oh, that was horrible. I did a bad job today. I mean, I've thought that many times as a teacher. I've walked out of the class that day and most of the time, I think, uh, hopefully nobody knows it, but I I try not to show it, but I'll think inside my head that was bad or I didn't do a very good job today or I wish I would have done this. I wish I've done better and the beauty of it is you've got the next day or the next time where you can do it better and you're always striving to do better. So then when it's all said and done, say you've come to some ultimate moment, you're thinking in your head, I gave everything I could. Mm -hmm. I have no regrets. I can't say, well, you know, that one day I didn't try or that one week I was sort of off my game or I didn't do, I mean, I wouldn't know. And and that's how I, you know, approach it with like, say, for instance, the marching band. I just ask of them to say, we're going to turn over every stone. We're going to do everything. We're going to get to everything we possibly can. So when it's all said and done, we can say we
1: did the absolute best we can. Sorry about that. It's five o'clock. five o'clock. Five o'clock somewhere. Um, I have two things and I'll bring it to one story is that um, Scott um is is witty and he's quick with a joke and good with um puns very good and turning things around and we as a staff have a good time spinning some humorous things around and then the students also um enjoy a good joke and they enjoy the the lighter side of rehearsals and just kind of riffing on things Mm -hmm. and it makes me think though like I think this is a good um, combination of ideas is that with your planning and your um, expectation of yourself and about um, writing things out and having a plan and it brings me back to an episode maybe uh, I don't even know if Jack was in high school but Scott was on the tower teaching some I believe it was some visual concept to the student. So it was a combination of moving left and right and frontwards and backwards. And at some point Scott said or at some point it just seemed like it was not going well. And oh yeah. Uh, right. it and 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 and, and, it, and it was just one of those things where you kind of the, the adults knew, but Scott—I knew Scott knew—and he was like, "Oh, this is not going." to... It was just this. Was yeah, just I said, "I said, can everybody hear it right now?" It's going. <laughs> Crash and, and then, burn. And then, and then I think it was the same rehearsal where this big gust of wind came and the papers. <laughs> I always, I yeah. always thought that's what happened, but like that. This boy named Travis, like and Mm -hmm. the lesson plans just like shot off the tower and they were flying along. Yeah, he ran like a
2: mile to retreat. Right. And
1: it was just kinda symbolic of the moment. But going back to Scott's um, acknowledgement of humor in the classroom and acknowledging that was it wasn't a like You know, I'm just gonna drive this car into the wall repeatedly. Yeah. It was kind of like, okay, this is not going well. And we all kind of had like a good yes. laugh. Mm-hmm. It was like a nice sense of like humility and kind of like the kids were okay with it because, but because you had said it, you gave them permission to laugh. Saying that's the sound of my lesson plans yeah. going down the yeah. tube. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's. <laughs> That's
0: really funny. Go, that I didn't know it was, I think I was there for that. I didn't know that it was actually literally the lesson plan <laughs> falling off the tower. Mm-hmm. That's some good Concord band lore. Um, so if there's any students listening to this, um, if you ever hear us go, Travis, like that's that's what that story that's, that's is that's from. That's that joke based right? on, yeah. Right. Um, so now the, the other thing to point out is it's true is that you have a really good temperature when it comes to not taking yourselves yourself too seriously. Right. And you, I mean, but on the inside, you're talking like how how deeply you care to work um, as hard as you can to make sure that the kids are successful. But on the outside, you're very comfortable being humorous. Right. And and I think you have another tagline with the kids, like when to know if we're watching CNN or Cartoon Network, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, and or to change the, the
2: mullet. Oh, Scott White yeah, said, "You want to tell us about
1: the." Oh, yeah. Because I think this goes along well with this. Because the mullet's coming back. Right. For the some mullet's reason.
2: coming back, and one year, our marching band show, we said, was kind of like a mullet, where it was, the first half of the show was more technical, and the second half was like a party, so we said it was business in the front, party in the back, but... That is also I've really never associated it with a teaching philosophy, I guess. Yeah, this but is but this I, is think, great. I think I think he's there's a something mullet. to he's it. A teaching mullet.
1: I think, he's I think
2: it, it. yeah, we I I think no. I think it's important that, right. you know, if if you i I just have found over the years if you want to be a teaching mullet, <laughs> if I may use that term. You may we trademark this. <laughs> <We> trademarked, <laughs> trademarked. Um then you have to sort of like train the kids to do that because you can't be oh, yeah. like yeah. a business in the front for three years and then become party in the back <laughs> right. you have to mix it and i think yeah. i've i think i you know when i would work with the beginners i would say look there's going to be time for we're going to joke around and be dumb and be funny right and then i'm going to turn around and say please play that better <laughs> and you got to get this rhythm and you've got to do that i mean we had um one time we had a in one of my classes we had a funeral for a bee that had passed away. Well, I encouraged it to pass away. I actually whacked it, but it was flying around our room and it was terrorizing the band members. And the B fell on the ground, so, so we it had, was B flat. It, yeah, it had become B flat, and we were worried about it being sharp. <laughs> yeah. So hey,
1: hello. It's all so, it's but yeah, sense. so
2: we had a funeral. But you know, then I turn around. I'm working with that same section, and we're working <laughs> like, on hey, group one.
1: Yeah. You know, group one literature, group for one literature high. for hey, junior yeah.
2: high. But at the same time, you know, we're being silly, so I, but I think that's how you keep the atmosphere in a positive manner. Because mm. and then they they can they're more uh, readily available to provide their effort if they're at least enjoying themselves or they're calm yes. or they're having a good time. Right, and I
0: think that goes back to our original idea of the teaching trifecta: knowing your knowing how to teach is that you got to be able to pivot and you gotta teach the kids how to be able to pivot. Mm-hmm. And not even for the sake of the learning environment, but also for their real life. Mm-hmm. Because you've seen people, friends, family, whoever, that if one thing happens in their day, they get all in a tizzy, and it's like that one thing. It takes thing. them out for the day. It takes right? them out for the day. Mm-hmm. And like that bee is like a perfect example because there could be like in a t- different situation, a teacher would have just either tried to move on and ignore it or just like lost however much with the kids trying mm-hmm. to solve it. But you know, you're kind of going with, with the grain, which right. you can't hit a kind funeral
1: build on the mentality of a 12. Yeah. yeah. And it's hilarious. Like mm-hmm. perfect. Right, right. But then, but right. then it's done right.
0: wrapped up the funeral dirge and then, right. okay, let's get back. Right. And, and the kids will go home that day thinking one, that was hilarious, but also
1: two, Hey, we got better right. in the meantime of right. that. Um, and then also makes me think of, um, never really well, I guess it may be thought about it as a life skill, but Scott has instituted a few traditions along the way as being a band director and a director of music here at concord and um and this started many many years ago, and like i I came back in college and I was on summer staff, and you were the, um just starting out at Concord, so I knew you from in those days, and I can remember the year that this started, but there was a tradition that you started of. Um, morning activities at band camp and we call it getting over yourselves Mm -hmm. or goy and if you were to be a an administrator doing an evaluation for the first time and you didn't know who was who you'd be like what is going on because the situation is is that scott is on a tower on the podium in front of the band and we do our morning quote exercises yeah Uh, yeah in a very loose sense. in a very loose sense that are as absurd as, you know, eyebrow raises and acting like you're really going for with an eyebrow raise, or doing theme and variations on Baby Shark, mm-hmm. or doing a camp song like Father Abraham, or counting jumping jacks, or counting in different languages, or counting one of my favorites is counting to ten in Roman numerals as mm-hmm. we do toe touches. Mm-hmm. But the idea of that was is not just been it is kind of puts you at the center of attention leading these but you're also at the idea of like party in the back like i'm going to be humble and act like a goofball mm. but the catch of that is it's not the whole thing is a goofball thing because there's constant attention to the group doing it so mm. if you were doing it we expected 14 15 16 17 18 year olds to do it and the other directors, and that we're just not off to the side. You know, usually we're kind of in the mix of it with you, you know, not bantering, just kind of giving, you know, going with it, and kind of, you know, giving the students a united front and helping to see that they can't. I think that goi is a great idea, that getting over yourself, like being humble and being silly for the good of doing something together as the group. And I think that's been something really fun that the students look forward to and maybe it'd be one of those things that later on they look back and go
2: hmm yeah well and, you know it's funny because I've had students who you know I've had the honor of having students select me as an influential yeah. teacher in their lives and they have referenced yeah. Goy because they said <laughs> that's when they realized that they didn't have to be like self-conscious or worried about mm-hmm. or what anybody thought because We were trying to display it as nobody cares what anybody thinks. You can just be yourself. You can do everything. And then kids are much more inclined, I think, to give their full effort because they're not worried about, say, making a mistake or looking dumb or anything. Because guess what? We're all out there just acting like crazy people, Mm -hmm. having fun, and, you know, we drop a bunch of walls, I think. Yeah. And, And I think kids especially need that more than anything because... COVID and a lot of things have created walls that kids put themselves in and we still need to let them know it's okay to be who you are and we want you the way you are. We don't want you any different and just relax and be yourself and let's have fun and we'll start out with crazy exercise and it's really hilarious to watch because the first day you do it especially the newer kids they'll look at you and be like What is going on and then as time goes on they're totally into it yep then they're the ones wanting to do this can we do this one can we do this yeah i did i have this week i've skipped like something one day and the kids were like
1: wait a minute where is that yeah
2: and what
1: a what a good gift like for the especially for the 14 year old kids yes the the freshmen coming in who just came from the junior high and maybe they don't know very many people and they're in, with big kids, and they're with directors they don't know as many of us. Mm-hmm. And then they see us doing baby shark, or you know, doing some kind of stretch, or you know, just some fun thing. We're dancing to some music, and what a great um, example of jumping in there! Yeah, I think that putting the walls down is mm-hmm. yeah, dropping the walls. Yeah. I think that's really important.
2: And and I do think too, you know, have, you guys? I'm thankful that you guys are a part of the director staff. I've been thinking about that a lot lately because of your experience and everything else. But, you know, just as a side note, like both of you, I hear you teaching at various times and you do exactly the same philosophy. And I don't know if that's just because how we are here or Mm -hmm. that's how you become or because you experienced it, but you guys both do a great job of being serious, you know, being the mullet. Being serious business times and then sometimes party in the back and you're kidding around with your kids. I hear laughter, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know, and I think those are all things that that's that's how we make the program and how we you as a teacher, you know, create things. I had a math teacher in eighth grade who I had no idea what I was doing in math, but he was fun. And he still taught us really a bunch, but he was funny. And that went a long way for me. It was like, because, and I'm not saying you have to be like a jokester all the time, yeah. but he just had a sense of humor and a sense of like, Steve said humility about him that was just fun to be around. And it really, it made me look forward to the class even though most of the time I was lost, cause it was math. <laughs>
1: Seriously, but I enjoyed the class, (laughs) and I worked hard for him because I liked him. I wanted to work hard for him. That's, you know, in some of our previous episodes, Jack has referenced influential teachers in his life were like his math teachers, like the way that they could spin things to make it funny and accessible Mm -hmm. and like pop culture, right? And so that got you into stuff, and you weren't into math per se no. but you wanted to be you were interested in it because how it was presented.
0: So this is this is good because for our 7th grade science teacher listening yep. this whole this whole idea of of the humor side and the getting over yourself side that's still applicable. Now Absolutely. we use it it's kind of got an extra use for us because in the marching arts these days you, the use of of your body in in sense of choreography is mm-hmm. so intense. And the first time we try putting any of that together, the kids do feel like a sense of like of insecurity because most of these kids don't have ballet training as they come into marching band. Right. So when we give them an opportunity for Goy, getting over yourself, they they know that they're in the same boat with 224 other kids. Right. And so we're preparing them not only to just kind of get used to each other as a team and get used to working for something and working together, but also like, it's okay to be, you know, vulnerable yep. with what you're trying to do with your body to be successful. And, and I think that that still goes in for these seventh grade science classes because you're trying to, to apply skills that you've never used before. And if I was, I was a 13-year-old boy at one point, and I'd be afraid of messing that up too. But when you have that kind of sense of, hey, it's okay, we're all in this together... Mm-hmm makes it a lot easier to put yourself out there
2: well and i think too is if you it's how you respond to them doing something incorrect Mm. instead of it being something where they violated something instead you're like you know what every time and i think i've said that on the field this last couple weeks i said anytime you make a mistake or do something wrong you're one step closer to doing it right because you've eliminated that problem and so you should just go for it that's the effort feel free to see what happens if you make a mistake we know then we'll see it or we can help you with it I think I was telling kids today because we were marching to charts and some of them would miss them really bad and then before we said you know fix it they would move and go back to their spot and I was like no it's okay you miss it because then we can say okay try this and give them more information
0: well and you I mean having you as a teacher, you always told us to if you're gonna make a mistake, mm-hmm. make it a big one mm-hmm. and go for it. And mm-hmm. I think that that yeah, philosophy is is genius and as you said, it's it's how you react to the mistake that does make the difference mm-hmm. for them. And if you create a culture where it's it's safe to make a mistake and here's how we fix it, then then mm-hmm. you're on to something huge.
2: Yeah, well I mean again that's that goes back to the lightness of being as the Teacher and the student, where I made a mistake. Try this, this, and this, and maybe we laugh at it for just a second, and then we go right back to it again. Right, right.
1: That's good. It's yeah. That's th- those are fun, and I, I'm glad that you referenced also that you've had that you've talked to students um, that have graduated, mm-hmm. and um, it's not about the the music so much. Right. It's about the experiences that you helped them have and the excellence that you expected from them or the challenges that you presented to them in, in efforts to solve, right? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. they appreciated that. Yeah. And that they realized that as a highlight of their high school career. And it's that must be gratifying, I think, that we've had all had students come back, but since you've had more years of experience. Yeah, a, right? lot more a lot things. more. Yeah. But, you know, How great to have that come back and um, to see the students, you know, acknowledge that raw material that's there. Even though their trumpet is not being played anymore, they're still thinking about that system of excellence and like, how can we do things better? And am I giving a a good effort? Am I coming back and and going for it? Yeah, and I tell them, when I see you
2: someday in the real world, I just want to know you're happy Mm -hmm. and you're doing the best you can and you really enjoy what you're doing it i mean it doesn't matter whether it's music or not i just want to know that they're doing it and the the other thing you find out and this would be to our seventh grade science teacher or whatever is that some you know things that you strive to be as an educator and that you try to instill may not you may not know about it for a long Mm -hmm. time and then at some point it will come back around to you or it may not but you know, one of the ways you can look at is what are my kids doing now? What are my students doing? Are they successful? Yes, they are. Or they're doing really good things. And that's, you know, that's why you're there is to you're preparing them for that.
1: right. Well, and I don't know if this is a transition or not. Maybe not. But one thing that you should know about Scott is that even though he's been teaching many years, there's still a sense of, Um, Going back to that idea of searching and striving to do things in a way that is still more productive. And as an example, I think you're really good at seeking the advice or counsel of or excellence from other teachers Mm -hmm. Um, outside of our school district, even, you know, whether we bring in clinicians for the concert bands or. Um, relationships that you've started up, you know, in the marching arts, like reaching out to different artistic directors and visual coordinators and arrangers and just or talking to somebody about leadership or having somebody come in from a university and work in. And I know that you were, um, you had a really good uh, relationship with Dr. Spradling out of Western Michigan University, Mm -hmm. who was a kind of took you in almost like as a, um, student, even though mm-hmm. you were a, you know, full-fledged teacher, but he was, um, an, um, an older teacher, but was really kind to you and reached out to you, but you always sought his counsel, you mm-hmm. know, right. and just that idea that you still are continuing to learn, yep. you know, like, so know your teaching, know your students, know your content, like continuing to understand your content and you know what are maybe some good ideas for literature we could be playing or how is it best to teach this drill or how you know what kind of um rhythm systems should we have or whatever you know but i think you've done a really good job at like uh, um seeking out other people's counsel where you, as i think maybe through the years that um kind of the mark of a teacher who is like kind of like you're saying you shouldn't teach anymore is that teacher that's kind of closed off to new ideas Yeah. and whether they be 20, 30, 40, or 50, whatever, like you're not at that point that you still kind of welcome in, in the name of excellence, in the name of that third pillar, right, the know your content, content. that it's still, you're still spinning it. Right, and I think again, you know, that goes
2: back to my previous individual effort from my standpoint, which I, I mean, I already know there's way smarter people out there than me. There's way more knowledgeable people. And you know, we're all teachers of stolen ideas in a sense, you know, we're all kind of borrowing from somebody else, something you saw that struck a chord with you, no pun intended or whatever. And you're just trying to constantly improve. And you know, I mean, it's just, it's kind of mind boggling to think how much you can continue to, be better as a teacher Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, but really if you want to be a good teacher it never ends it never ends that you keep striving to do better
0: I'm thinking about um, just some times like in your career that you were working with students on their effort and and I don't know if this is like the best story to tee you up for but it's one that I'm thinking of is the 2011 marching season and Mm -hmm. the mustaches right and so I mean I think that's a moment that things kinda turned around based on the students, you know, student effort and, and there again the sense of <laughs>
1: the sense of humor.
0: Sense of humor and, and levity to the entire situation for a great payout I and mean, humility and to the directors. Oh good lord, that was I was <laughs> So you served him I up. felt humility for all of you, but um, <laughs> when so, you saw us <laughs> when I saw it. So could you kinda take us through like what like yeah. that looked like?
2: okay well um we i had just started uh i became director of music the year before and so then my my uh, second year and i think we had already done a couple of competitions and there's a uh, an incredible band that is local that we like to beat and they like to beat us and it's no secret to anybody they're a great program so we hold them in high regard and we would like to beat them and so i think we were getting clobbered by them like several shows and i don't know where i had seen this but i think it was like a pro athlete team where oh, somebody had lost a bet or they weren't doing something right so if they did poorly they had to grow a mustache which you know mustaches are suitable for many people but i think at the time that was there was sort of like a anti mustache appearance code or something, you know, where I think it's all over the place, but anyway, at the time it was. And so I can remember we got beat again at one contest. And I think I stood in front of the band and I had not told the staff this.
1: Yeah, I'm still bitter about that. Yes. And
2: I just said, you guys, uh, we have got to at least win a caption, which was just like an element of the total score. So I wasn't even saying we need to beat this great band. I would just like to win one element to say that we actually accomplished something. And I said, until we win this one element or caption, the directors are all gonna grow mustaches. And of course, all the directors were like, huh, we are?
0: Yeah, And the directors were all male at that
2: point. Directors right? were all male. Except
1: for a student teacher.
2: Student teacher, yeah. <laughs> Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. She was 22 years old
1: and a college student. She was like, what? Yeah, and I went,
2: and So anyway, so we did. And then it became like this running joke. And then it just was funny because we were just kept looking worse and worse with our mustaches. Well, if you could grow one in. I
1: didn't... Yeah, mine just looked like I was a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> but you know, anyway, like, so... Like, and then we got scary.
2: to... A contest where not only did we win the captions, but um, we beat the band. And it was hilarious because we all brought... We thought, we anticipated that it might occur, occur, and we brought razors. Yes. And so that night, we were like celebrating not only winning captions, but we actually were to outscore that great band. And we shaved
1: right there in front of the kids. Right, in front of the kids. And it was... I mean, that was a pretty funny... I mean, that was a pretty... Wild moment I mean mm-hmm. funny like but but it was like so um funny, but it was also like meaningful oh, in, yeah. it, in it and it was kind of like cathartic. Because we had been like, let's do this, yeah, you know. It was and a then, struggle. And then the directors were like, "Let us shave," and the kids were like, "You look hideous," and we're like, "We'll do something about it." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? if, if we look awful, it's because of you. Fix it. Right. You yeah, fix well, it. I just remember coming back because I was in the
0: band that year. And we <laughs> came back after that contest, and you know, you always greet the band with your megaphone at. I mean, two hundred kids standing mm-hmm. on top of a semi, like, and you didn't even speak. You held. You just turned on your razor to the <laughs> microphone, so you're standing up there and all yours, <laughs> and the kids are like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah," and and that I mean I just think that's like such a great like yeah, I mean fun. broad picture. I mean it could have been so easy to just like trudge our way through that season yeah. and just like come on guys like why are we doing this you need to put in more but yeah. it's literally every time we looked at your faces <laughs> we were reminded of like what we're doing mm-hmm. and and the mustache I mean I just thought that was perfect and yeah. it was it was all based on on effort and it was in as you said like how do you respond to it yeah. you're responding it to levity with levity yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that was I mean that was like a totally cathartic experience for sure and I mean and to finish it off, you know, that season ended with yep. a state championship.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Right. And that And that became just like a good rally cry. And it became on a lot of photos and a lot of pictures. You know, I mean? mm-hmm. it was just... I had a, somebody had a coffee
2: mug or something flying around with our picture on it with our horrible mustaches. Right,
1: and the student teacher had like a stick-on mustache. Yeah,
2: she had a stick-on mustache. She was,
1: you know, and so she had hers in.
0: And then one of the techs grew mutton chops (laughs) in like a total protest. (laughs) And that was, that was special. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But that, uh, that's a great example. I'm glad you brought that up. Like the example of excellence. But then also combining it with that mullet idea, you know, party in the front, or business the front, party in the back. Yeah. And continuing to balance that, so. Yeah. I'm sorry,
0: I don't know what the situation was with your wives during, during that time. With the... I don't
1: think my wife even noticed. I mean, she looked at me, but she's like, okay, hey, you'd look the same. <laughs> like, you know, now you can see it because it goes in more gray so it has a (laughs) different kind of thing but um so all right well scott we want to thank you for being our first chops podcast first guest interview Mm -hmm. thanks for taking the time to be with us Pleasure. uh, it was fun i enjoyed it It very much maybe you know maybe we could even bring him back for round two someday if we're still going and months out. and i am too if i'm still going it's, well it's
0: true that's true, true. It's, yeah um, but um what do you got well i usually do the tag of where to find us what they need yeah, what our on, listeners yeah, should that's do that's if that's they that's really good. want to support us well you can find us if you haven't yet on chops podcast at chops underscore podcast on instagram you, and on and on TikTok. tiktok and if you give us a, a follow you could see some mildly interesting reels with our facial expressions going on yeah. here which is quite enjoyable um our instagram did kind of blow up this, this past it week it did some of the kids found it the kids sniffed it out because
1: we got 100 subscribers and so they helped promote it they went nuts so and now was... we're at like
0: 160 so yeah, like we're low. basically yeah. rolling here yeah, yeah so give us a follow there um if you're listening to this on apple or spotify please press the follow button there please press a five-star review if you need to do four or three you you do you we can handle it we're adults and then give us a review that would help get the ball rolling here and it helps us um feel feel good about ourselves and what we're doing and want to keep the show moving so that's us episodes are coming out every tuesday every tuesday morning every tuesday morning midnight. midnight I get the yes. notification when I
1: wake up and say, oh, new episode, that's it's kind exciting. of interesting. It's really exciting. All right, you got so, anything else? No, looking forward to having a great day at Bandcamp tomorrow, but by the time you listen to this, we'll already yeah. be out. So, Perfect. Perfect. So for Jack Hinkle. And for C S D. Steve. There <laughs> it is. There it is. Let's <laughs> try <trying> to get rewind <laughs> <laughs> thing that <laughs>
2: one. I did that one day though and the
1: band, the kids didn't even get it. Oh, I you know, because they well, don't they, even know what Yeah, rewind they don't know rewind what rewind is. It's yeah, okay. so a DVD. Right, yeah, okay. 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 okay, take two for Jack Ingle and Steve Peterson. And Scott Spradling. We're out of here. Yeah.